Hey, welcome back. Uh, this is In a Pickle with Kat and Jamie, and it's really good to be here. Today's guest is pretty much awesome, and I can tell you that because I've spent pretty the, much pretty much awesome. I spent the last couple <laughs> days with her. I also played pickleball with her at a tournament yesterday. She's so. definitely awesome. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. So, uh, welcome, Lauren McLaughlin from the APP. It is pretty much cool to be here. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Very uh, nice to be here. Glad to have been asked. Yeah. Thank you. I want to talk about that really quickly, and then I'm going to just start firing some questions Go. at you. Uh, yes. Uh, I just reached out to Lauren, and Kat had said that she'd talked to you, I don't know, once or twice or something in the past ago, on, online. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to reach out and see if you want to come to town and do the podcast. And you said? Eventually, I said yes. Yeah. I, I had to mull it over for a second, even though I have literally nothing on my schedule no conflicts i was like uh do i want to go i mean i wanted to come but it's like a little ways for me since i'm in milwaukee but i was like come on man you have nothing else going on in your life so just say yes and so i did and here i am and you've never been to kansas city before i have not been to kansas city so always like going to new places and new cities so yet to come here for a pickleball tournament so i was like guess i'm coming for a podcast yeah let's do it all no well thanks thanks for coming thanks for being here it's my pleasure awesome i think it's our pleasure but we're glad to have you you're lucky that your message got through the like barrage of personal messages that i get on a daily basis uh so that leads really nicely to my first question mm. how many of those messages come from like hey girl uh are you single what's this may sound weird, but like disappointingly not enough of them. Oh my goodness. And I've received some, so. I know, right? Like I, I get it's disappointing here and me. there, but like you're married and yes, with kids and I stuff. Am. I am and very I single. So I'm like, hello, <laughs> like where are all the people in my DMs? And like, it's, I could it's every. You some. Oh, that's true. I mean, we do look we do look very similar, Kat. You, uh, you guys are like right at the same age, right? Exactly. We look we're both You're blonde. Very, we like yeah. look the, we have a very we same. I could easily we pass for you. Related. You're about yes. the same height, same physique. Well, like, those guys won't even know. Oh, I'll Lauren's just respond prettier, instead. Guys, come on. No, stop. Stop. <laughs> but no, like everyone here's the thing too, is the sad part is the rare ones that I do get are either like just like old men or Only. like, and then two, if you message me and you say hi, like you've already lost, like that is not enough. That's not a good Like, I'm sorry, you need anything else. Like, I don't care what it is, but like hi is like an instant, unless you are a smoking hot, <laughs> Like celebrity at that point, I am just no. What sword did you use the other day? A smoke show? Smoke show, yep. yeah. Dime smoke piece. Show. And what about just the wave? Just the little hand waving? No, it's no. That's creepy. Like, are you serious? Don't wave at anyone, guys. No, mm -mm. don't do it. I just. Yep, delete, unfriend, mm. block, goodbye. The, well, the yeah. bar is so low already for men these days. I just, that's, it's not going to cut it. It's like, oh, I spend all my time at these pickleball tournaments. And you do get to know people. And even if you're not in the same city, like you see these people on a consistent basis at tournaments or traveling around. So you get to know them. And so I legitimately am one, like the people that kind of travel. There's no 
like there's no pros that I would be like interested in or that are available. So like that's out, even though they're like around every tournament. All the time. Yeah. But then if I see like a cute guy at a tournament, I'm working the entire time. So it's not like I'm ever going to talk to him. And I just sort of like across the courts, I'm like, hi, cute guy. I'll never talk to you. <laughs> I enjoyed looking at you for a minute, but like, no, it's so it's too hard to. I don't Do have time to like talk to people. Tournaments that you work at, probably not. No, not time. really, because I get in, you know, the day before we're streaming, and then I just stream all day, every day. And by the time we're done, everybody else is already gone, and then I'm out the next day. So right. I am a hundred percent open to if someone would like to come talk to me, but like I cannot go talk to you. Okay, so why do you live in Milwaukee? So I you actually was in Chicago for okay. like nine years before okay. that, which was awesome. I think that's awesome. maybe the first time I ever heard you guys or saw you streaming. Yeah, like Chicago yeah. Chicago Open yeah. and yeah. some players from KC I knew like kind of knew you guys because you started in a way different place than you are now. Oh, for which sure. Which I would like to talk about. For sure. Too. But so, yeah, yeah, so I was in Chicago, Chicago and then I actually lost my job in Chicago, which I kind of was, you know, looking to do something else anyway. Once that ended in... Chicago. I was dating someone at the time and they were in Milwaukee. So I ended up just kind of being in Milwaukee more. And then I kind of needed a break from Chicago as well. It's very, I mean, it's the, you know, third largest city in the country. Right. It's Bustling a lot of people, very busy, very <laughs> all that, which was great. Like I loved it, but I kind of was like, ugh, I just need like a chiller vibe for a minute. Right. And that's totally what Wisconsin is. And like Milwaukee's a super cool city. But once I was there for a little while, I was like, oh, I missed like the quiet and the free parking and the parking lots and all of that stuff. So mm -hmm. I just kind of stayed there. And then, you know, once the tour kind of kicked off, I, I mean, where else? It's not like I had anywhere else specifically I needed to go or be. Right. So I'm just still there. Okay. And it's it's not far from Home Chicago, base. right? Like yeah, it's no, an it's hour, like an hour 15. Hour yeah. So like I'll go oh, down wow. there and like hang out with my best friend in Chicago uh -huh. still and like we'll go out and yeah, have a good time, so. And your family's not too far. Well, they're in Michigan, so even but yeah. still they're right around the lake, Regional. so it's yeah, like 3 or 4 hours like, yeah. max, That's so. Nice. It's a nice easy drive. Uh, so fam, talk about your family a little bit. You said they're 3 or 4 hours away. Uh, we we talked a little bit this weekend about it. You've got one younger brother? I have one brother, yes. Uh, he is like three and a half years younger than me. And then my parents are still together, still married the whole time. Um, they are the ones, of course, that got me into pickleball. Uh, they're snowbirds, so they go down to Florida and have for a while now. So they kind of picked up pickleball in Florida. Um, we have always been like a super athletic family mm -hmm. and my dad played college tennis. So once we kind of got older, we started playing tennis just as a family for fun. And so we'd play tennis all the time. And then my parents, once they got into pickleball, and this is a while ago, like they probably started playing like 10 years ago, wow. which is, yeah, that's... I think a lot of people haven't been playing that long. Um, I only know so, a handful in yeah, Kansas City. Yeah, so they... And of course, like in Florida and Arizona, those are kind of like the big giant hubs Mecca. of pickleball. Mm -hmm. So they got into it and then they didn't want to play tennis anymore. And I was like, ugh. 
And so that's common. I know someone that sold their golf clubs oh, once yeah. they took up pickleball. Yeah, it's just Some like nothing just else exists back. anymore. Yes, so done. they started playing and I was like, no, I don't want to play this like old people sport. Like I'm not into it. And I'm a little kind of anything that like everybody's really into. I'm a little like, mm, uh, no, like I don't want to get into it. Like I have this weird, like anti very popular things. How many Harry Potter books have you read? Zero. How many episodes of Game of Thrones? Have I you have seen? seen some, but I wasn't like into it. Into. So fine. Like literally it took a couple years and then my brother was playing and stuff. And at that point, they wouldn't play tennis, so it was like if I wanted to play like with the family a sport, I was like, fine, fine, I'll do this. And I played like kicking in, and screaming. I to played the in court. high school. Like I remember back in high school, we oh, played yeah. it in like gym My class. Did as well. Yeah. yeah so a lot of people, school. I think, don't remember that that was pickleball because I don't think they called it that back then. But anyway, so I finally was like, fine, I'll do it. And then I was like, darn it, it's pretty fun. And then I was like, <laughs> fine, fine, I'll play this stupid sport. And then, like, we, that was, that was that. So I've seriously been playing for probably, like, eight years. Wow. And, again, like, very recreationally. It took me a long time before I played my first tournament. And even then, I've played only a handful because I'm just not a tournament player. I like rec play. It's fun. Nothing's on the line. You can have a good time. And then tournament, all of a sudden, like, every point matters. Everything's important. And, like, you can't mess up. And... It's just like too much pressure and I fall apart if I'm not playing well and it's just not as fun. So I think I, it's really funny. I came out of retirement for you. you I did. just hope you know <laughs> well, that you. because Jamie I played, and played yesterday. I played Beer City and the Kalamazoo tournament in Michigan this last summer. And after Kalamazoo, I was like, that was it. Like I'm done. That wasn't, I did not enjoy that. It wasn't fun. Like we didn't do well. And I was like, nope, that was it. Yeah. And so you asked me and I was like, uh, you get a, an above average dose of competitive pickleball exactly. compared to the average person. Well, yes, and now you probably get more exposure than even the pros, maybe because I, you're yeah. at all the tournaments. Yeah, and, so and I that's part of it too. Where now I don't even play as much as I used to, even like rec play, because now I'm just around it so much. It's really funny because we'll be at it like we were just at Hilton Head. Our last tournament was Hilton Head, and. On Sunday, everything got packed up. We've the whole weekend. We've been streaming all weekend. We've been doing all this stuff. Like everything's all packed up. Everyone else on like the broadcast team was like, "Yes, let's go play some pickleball." And I was like, "Absolutely not! Like I don't want anything to do with it. Like I just watched and had worked pickleball for like three days straight. The last thing I want to do now is go play it. So that's how you." really can tell the people that are like, I am addicted to pickleball. I want to play all the time, which is great. That's amazing. There's tons of people that are like that. But I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> like I'm going to go get some dinner and go to bed, I guess. So it's hard to, I guess, still even, like I do like playing and it's still fun. I just don't as much. And in Milwaukee, there's not a lot of players my level to play with. So it's just there really isn't anyone to play there. So I play yeah. mostly when I go see my parents in Florida or, like, when I go back to Michigan to see my family. Mm -hmm. So outside of that, it's like I definitely get my pickleball fill otherwise. And you've, you mentioned your family. Your brother has a one-year-old. you have a one-year-old yes, nephew you yes. just absolutely adore? How do you feel about kids in general? I hate them. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> 
And the thing is, like, again, in general, there are exceptions. There are, like, some I don't have a problem with. Some I can admit objectively that they are very cute. But outside of that, like, no thank you. Now, wait a minute. You have a little brother. Yes. So when you were, like, five and he was, like, two, how'd you feel about him? Oh, I loved him. Okay. Like, okay. he was the, I, you're like. you have big sister, so you have yeah, some kid exposure. Totally. Oh, yeah. You're I not mean, the only child that's, like, I don't get kids, I don't know kids. You know Yes, and I kids. used to want kids. Like, I was fully on the, like, want kids, yeah. want a family, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But then the older I got that that didn't happen, like, there was a little bit, like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm getting older. I'm, like, I haven't had kids yet. Like, my, the clock's running, blah, blah, blah. And then I finally hit an age, though, where I was, like, wait a second. Like, I don't really like kids. Like, do, <laughs> Good realization. do I want them? Right. Yeah. And then I basically was, like, no, I've basically been, like, brainwashed by society into the whole women need to have children to be complete and that's your purpose in life to like give life shut the f up like that has <laughs> no, like no 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 i don't judge anyone for having them like that is your choice whatever but i am very happy that there's kind of this new wave of people very openly being like no i don't like yep. kids i don't want them like i'm not into that which seemed to never really happen before so it's funny because like a lot of the people i meet through pickleball even like some of the pros that are in their 20s are they're like no i'm not having kids like i'm not into that whatever and of course like people change their minds it's not right. you know always guaranteed but i i mean i'm old enough now that like i wouldn't want to have them at this age anyway but it's not happening so Yes, it's definitely a big choice in life, right? And I do think society is changing. Oh, so. yeah. I just really appreciate that, like, as the mentality is shifting a little bit, that it's not, I mean, it still is where you tell someone you don't want kids and it's like, oh, you'll, you'll change yeah, your you'll mind. Change. Like, uh, you'll, just you wait. will, you'll, just wait. you'll right. see. Oh, they're, right. but they're so amazing. Like, why is that not a valid choice to make in life? And it's funny because I talked to my best friend because she's the exact same. Like, she doesn't want kids. She's a few years younger than me. But I, we both talk about how it's great. Like, once you get old enough, people stop saying that because they're like, oh, well, you're old now. So it's like, <laughs> gee, thanks. So, That's so you're fine. good being an old spinster. <laughs> exactly. Or, like, yeah. oh, can you even have kids now? Like, who knows? Like, you're those poor eggs. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, Lauren. Uh, since you've been commentating and playing even longer, but commentating for a while, what are the biggest changes that you have observed in the game since you started recording games, commentating games, observing games? Because we know the game is constantly changing, even in light of now. I believe the Zane Saw is going to be outlawed, correct? No, you know, wah, which, wah, wah. which I think it was allowed on the APP tour. Yes, right? everything was allowed be. because we went by USA Pickleball right. rules because yes. we're sanctioned. Um, but so going into next year, I think they finally just voted. There's yeah. like a version of it that's still allowed. If you um, use your non-paddle non hand. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then like the paddle can't. So he'll, I mean, they'll all adjust and come up with something. Right. Um, but in terms of, I would say the game itself has gotten more like aggressive, I feel like isn't 
the best word, but like more offensive, more kind of like Attack attacking when you can, more, drive when you can. a little more like the serve has become obviously like a bigger part of the conversation. I think the serve kind of wants Zane. I mean, Morgan was doing his as well, but I think, and people did know, you know, Morgan for having like this cool serve. I think once Zane kind of started doing his thing, it just was a little sort of flashier seeming. And so I think that kind of caught notice for he's a lot more really people. He's really up there in the rankings. Yeah, you know? he's just like a very sort of Morgan's dynamic been around player. around a long time. People know his name. Exactly, exactly. Zane's so I think it just made it. Zane's sort of his outfits and his comments on A little Facebook. fresher. He just, he just catches your attention. Exactly. So I think once that came on board then all of a sudden because morgan's been doing his for a couple years now right but until zane did it the none of the other pros were like adapting a new serve so it's like until zane showed them what was possible it's like a lot of the pros bitched about it because they <laughs> right. were whiffing serves now and looking ridiculous until they figured out what to do but then all of a sudden 70% of the pros have some version of some some spin that they were not doing before. I mean, Ben Johns is doing it. John Cole is doing it. Leia Jansen's doing it. Like, men and women. Like, everybody's Italy like, I, yeah, I got to do, oh, my gosh. Like, we could be right. doing this the whole time. Right. And so now they're, you know, that's definitely changed. We'll see how it morphs again as we go into next year, obviously, with the rule adjustment. But... I think also, though, I think possibly on the downside, I guess, to things that I've seen has been, unfortunately, certain people, certain entities have kind of, I think, tried to push the sport into an arena it's not ready for yet in terms of the growth of the sport, the size of it, the money available in the sport. So I think that has been kind of a little disheartening to see that I don't believe, and I think a lot of people believe, that the sport is not at a point that it's ready to be pushed into this level of tons of money being available at tournaments or pros getting paid a ton of money or it being nationally televised or whatever the case may be, it's just not there yet. And it's not that I don't want it to be there, but it people have not been realistic, I think, about what is possible right now. And I think that has been a little to the detriment because it's made the pros or the audience kind of expect or think that that is possible and it's not and so people are really sort of pushing back against oh there's like all this money and there's like these huge sponsors that want to give all this money and there isn't like I'm sorry there isn't you don't know you look at all the sponsors right now but you don't know how much money they're giving per tournament and let me tell you it's not very much money so it's like people think I've seen, you know, all this about like, oh, the tours are just like pocketing so much money and they're so greedy and the fees are so high and why aren't they paying out, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, most of these tournaments don't even make any money because 
people they might just be don't money exactly. If they don't fill up. I was like, you don't understand like how much things cost, and like certain venues cost a lot of money, and it's like you gotta obviously like pay out the pros, and then there's you know metals and you have to rent tents and you have to have bathrooms that you rent and it's like all the it all adds up a lot and so it's like audio production exactly like if you want it to be live streamed i need to get paid somebody's (laughs) got to pay me and i am so sorry pros i want to get paid before you do so that's just how it goes it's just it's not personal it's business but yeah it's just people the sport isn't ready for and i think to ken's the audience Credit. is not there. The audience isn't there. Absolutely the not. To drive, you know, you, you hear about Super Bowl ads. Oh my gosh! And it's to Ken's credit, the audience watching is there. There's that 50 there. million yeah. people, and there's to get those ads at that cost. Lauren yeah. and I talked about this this morning. There's 2,000 people max watching, you know, live. Now, some people may watch it later. You sure. Know, well, half of us are out playing in our own tournaments, that's which the, we all know matters more than that's anybody exactly, else. Exactly. Well, that's one of the. That's. I think that's a question that I have that maybe you, Cat, or Lauren, you know, can try to answer. Is like, how do you get this fastest growing sport in the United States, where mm-hmm. four million? who knows because it's hard to count how many are truly playing it to watch the pros to tune in so that sponsors like hey here's our product buy this paddle buy mm-hmm. i don't want to say any of them by name but buy our our beverage that you know has electrolytes you know or or, or or something along those lines like how do you get those people that are playing who are addicts because they're out there there's look on any pickleball forum about it look mm-hmm. on any page People I think, talking about and we were much. kind of talking earlier, I think one of the things is right now a big barrier to growing the audience is the only people that want to watch pickleball are pickleball players. There's no non-pickleball people in droves that are like, oh yeah, I'm going to like turn on my computer this weekend and watch pickleball because they right. don't get it. They don't know what it is. They don't know the players. And then the other part of it is Again, like it's the fastest growing sport in America, but that's recreationally. Recreation. Like that's just you out in your neighborhood playing with your friends. That counts as like you are a pickleball player in that four million people or whatever. So most of those people have no idea. They couldn't name a single pro, like not one. They don't know who they are. They don't care. Again, like they don't, they're not tournament players. They're not travelers they don't care about pros so it's like they want to play with their friends and that is the extent of most of the pickleball players in that very large number and then I think the other thing is and I hadn't really even like thought about this until we talked about this this morning is every other sport for the most part when you're talking about like big professional sports they are based around a school a city a country, a team that you don't have to play it, but if like you lo- like love that sport and you love the college you went to or your city has a team and so you root for your city's team and whatever the sport may be, like there's some unifying factor within the sport that Kansas pickleball pickleball yeah. doesn't have that. No, it's just right. it's the pros. They travel around. It's just individual people. Is and so it? it's hard to rally people around something that it's like if you don't love the sport enough or that player enough, like you're not going to watch. It's that society wide goal of being part of a winning part, team. Part of we something. all want to yes. be winners. You know, <sighs> Kansas City's struggling right now. We're not winning like we were before, right. but we still have faith. But 
Exactly. No matter what, we're all in this together. I was listening to um, Gabe Joseph has a podcast called Safety Third, which I was listening to when I was driving here, and he, they were talking about like what were what would happen if you know the some rich company or somebody came in and was like, I'm just going to buy both tours, I'm going to combine them, and I'm going to make one big thing. But the problem remains the same. No one, who's going to watch it? Who's going to pay for it? Like, it's not a thing yet. So it's like, but they were saying, what, like, what was it for? Like, what, at this stage of the game, like, do the tours really know what they're doing? Like, is there a point? Like, what is it working towards? And it's like, Again, people are just jumping so far ahead into the future. This is the first full year ever there has been a professional tour that exists for pickleball. One, year one. Do you understand like how long it takes sports to develop into like watchable, high viewership on TV situations? Like so long. And it's like the, the point of this is that you have to start somewhere. And so we started it. And so we're laying the foundation for what this will become. And I'm sure it will morph and there will be different, whatever, reiterations of the same kind of thing. And you have to change and, oh, that didn't really work well. And, oh, we finally got a little more money. What are we going to do with it? And, oh, we're slowly growing. But this is years, years down the road until any pickleball is going to be on a major TV station, a have an audience greater than, like we said, like 2,000 people. That's nothing. 2,000 people right. at most for the biggest tournaments of the year right. in pro pickleball. So it's like, are you serious? Like, you think Geico is going to be like, <laughs> wow, that 2,000 people, I don't think we're hitting them already with our billion-dollar advertising budget that we've already spent. So, excuse me, can Let's- can I give you a lot of money because I have – just that last little bit of people I need to reach. Like, no, absolutely not. So it's like people that are like, oh, we just need that big sponsor to come in. It's like, they, for what? Right. Like, what for would be the point for them? Yeah. And again, like to the TV thing, people that don't understand this drive me crazy. There is not a single pickleball match that you have watched on cable TV, whatever, or a streaming TV, whatever, a Fox this or a plus that or whatever, that was paid for by the pickleball people that you are watching. No TV channel, the Ocho is not coming in (laughs) to pay to have pickleball on it. There is, people think they see that and they're like, oh my gosh, like ESPN came and they want to show, no, ESPN does not care about pickleball. We went and we paid ESPN for the airtime to show pickleball. So people that think that is a indication that the sport is growing, absolutely not. If you want to go to ESPN and pay them for an hour of airtime to show your family Olympics that you do every year at Thanksgiving, (laughs) you can do that. Jay was here, JWA was here for a... Uh, a clinic and a tournament and he came out the day before and played with some friends of mine and and played with me and you know we were playing and one of the guys was like who's that guy? he's he's kind of a dick like he plays between his legs and behind <laughs> it he, who's this guy out here showing mm-hmm. off like I mean he's really good but he, he's a jerk <laughs> and Jay is not a jerk by any yeah. stretch of the imagination he's, but but just the way that he was dominating on the court and playing and you know like 
pulling off some trick shot. And I'm like, I don't know where you want to, you know, where you want to rank Jay. Top three players in the yeah, world, yeah. I, th- I think, is certainly safe. Top five, definitely. Uh, but yeah, here he is out here, and and one of the most identifiable faces, you know, in, in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and this guy had no clue. I mean, he's yeah. out here complete. And think about the top five NBA players, top five football players, top five baseball players. You put them out there coming to your 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 recreational little event and they're dominating and you know who that is. Yeah. But like you said, these sports are celebrating a hundredth anniversary, mm-hmm. you know, they're the 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 50th Super Bowl, the, you know, like we have such a short attention spans now. We want it to happen right now. Yeah, because everybody loves pickleball so much and they're so addicted and it's like the best thing that's ever happened to them. So they're like, I don't understand why everybody else doesn't feel the same way. Like this should be like the Olympics thing, like that will come as well, but that's not going to happen overnight. Okay. It's like, I love the posts every time someone gets on the forum and is like, just showed cornhole again on ESPN. If they're on there, why can't pickleball? And I, again, they paid for it. What do I, that's, I couldn't make that clear. The cornhole people also paid to be on ESPN. We know that the model for pickleball is not going to grow in weeks. But the model that comes to my mind that is very popular, that is growing right now, has been spearheaded by Dave Johnson at Chicken and Pickle. I would say he's the original, and now there's so many copycats. But they're growing, you know? Chicken and Pickle is growing like crazy. But again, those are rec players. They're not the people, they're growing. And that's the thing is, that's Ken's big thing on the APP tour, that he is very, like passionate about and set on is growing the sport. The sport right. And what that means is like that chicken and pickles are growing the sport of pickleball. Yes. Are they growing the professional level viewing audience? No. Not the, maybe. They're not. I mean like maybe, maybe like a little here and right. there. They're sure. Trying. Or and they're I'm sure they I know they show it. Year. Like they show the streams at Chicken Pickle. But again, like again, you're growing the sport is not equivalent to growing the professional part of right. the sport. Right. It's like an entirely different animal. And it's, all, I mean, there has to be a little overlap, but that's why like Ken is, that's one of his things is he wants to grow the sport. And that means being in more places, going to more cities that have never seen a bigger professional tournament, that level of, making that level of it more accessible, like, being able to have the amateurs that have never played or seen the pros in person be able to come to that tournament and watch them, which I one of my favorite things about every tournament is I'll just be in the booth or hanging out and listening to the people watching that are just like, oh my gosh, did you see that? Like, I can't believe how, like, look what she's doing. Like, did you, oh my, they're just like, they're losing their minds about how amazing these pros are to watch in person because either... A lot of, and a lot of them have not watched the stream. They don't watch, so they they're like, oh my gosh, like I love pickleball. There's a tournament right. half an hour away. Like I'm gonna go watch, and maybe I have some friends playing or whatever the case may be. So they go and they're just like, this is what professional pickleball wow. is. Like yeah. holy cow, wow. it's insane because it it is like watching them in person is so, like I'll watch the streams too sometimes, and I'm just like, ah, eh, it's just like it's not as exciting as in person and And so that's the other barrier is like how do you make watching pickleball as exciting as like in person watch Catherine or Lindsay reset a ball that's just completely smoked at them and you're you it's just it is it is holy 
And that's the thing too, is I, that reminds me of like the whole city vibe or whatever. Like people go, you go to a massive stadium that seats a hundred thousand people to watch your city's team. And you're all like wearing your jerseys and you're drinking a beer and everyone's like screaming together. And that's, what's amazing. And it's starting to get better is at pickleball tournaments like getting the crowds to come and obviously like we've gone through covid so there was not any crowds and there wasn't a opportunity to have a lot of people there but as the crowds grow in person like the atmosphere at hilton head was awesome like people were so into it they were like yelling and cheering and that really so even versus a year ago oh yeah absolutely absolutely so i feel like that's going to be a big thing too is trying to grow the ability to have more people watch in person I think will be big because again like that's part of any sport like you're watching you know college football at home and sure like you can be like watch with some friends maybe and you're like cheering or into it but that is not the same as being with a hundred thousand people all going crazy at the same time about the same things like there's just something about you know, and everybody knows it's at a concert, at a wherever, any anywhere you go, there's like a bunch of people that are into the same thing. It's just like a very sort of like electrifying feeling to Shared kind of do. Identity. So that's definitely not what watching pickleball on your computer is right now. Right. Like back to your like, back to what you did th- did say though, Cat, about chicken and pickle, and there there is a tie to the APP. And what's the series called? Next with Gen. The Next Gen. Yes. Yeah. So we have Next Gen kicking off in November. And there's six tournaments through 2022. And so it's a partnership with Chicken and Pickle. So we're hitting, I think we're only hitting five locations because we're going to San Antonio twice twice. um, in Texas. But we kicked that off. And it is, again, like it's a little confusing. It's not a juniors circuit. Um, It's just kind of, that's, I mean, that's why it's, it's not like APP juniors. It's next gen because it's about, you know, like the younger people coming in. And so I have no doubt that there will be, again, some adjustments to like how it's run and how it goes. Because again, it's one of those things where Ken has like an amazing idea that has a great, you know, foundation and thought. And then to put it into action, it can be like, oh, okay, like, we need to adjust that for the next one and we need to do this differently. And so it's awesome to have this idea kind of coming out. I'm super excited because I'm going to be at them doing commentating and Lee Whitwell is going to be helping sort of tournament director oh, that's these uh, that. events. Yes. Yeah, so I'm very excited. I What's, love Lee. Do you know the upper age? I it's 23. So 23. it's 16 to 23. And then there's also wild cards that are being given out to people that are younger than 16 oh. if they want to apply. Um, so I know like Georgia Johnson, I think, is playing uh, in San Antonio and she's 15. Um, and there's some others. So so we could see pro Dylan Frazier, J.W. Johnson. Yes. So that um, is kind of that's part of the conversation. Oh, she. Oh, that's she's right. Right she's, on the cusp. Yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. that's right. Yana's so I think that's that, that's part of what will need to maybe be adjusted or worked out is, you know, that I've seen discussion that's like J.W. Johnson's almost like at the top ranked mm-hmm. pro player mm-hmm. right now, and so to have him come in and be competing against like a 17 year old four or five player that's awesome at their level like he will smoke them no question but so I think there will be maybe some 
requirement adjustments that kind of get made about that. But I think there's so much more to it as well. Like it is a tournament that's going to be streamed, but then there's senior pros that are brought in at every event. There's going to be like two of them. And it's about like mentoring Hmm. these kids as well, who I think some of, you know, the pros are getting a little more exposure, but it's about, hey, like, what is it like trying to play at the professional level of pickleball? Like, Mm -hmm. what can you expect? And we always talk about, it's funny where you see, and you think it's not a big deal, but like playing on center court when it's being live streamed and you have never done that before, like to you, it kind of feels like you're on TV. Like people are watching you. It's like a big deal. And we talk to a lot of players that are just like, Oh my gosh, like I'm nervous. Like I don't want to like do or look stupid. (laughs) And so it's just kind of the whole, you know, and I've had, I've interviewed players after things where they're like, this is my first interview I've ever done. Like, I'm really nervous. Like, I don't know what to say. And I was like, don't worry. Like, it's just a little conversation. It's fine. But it's funny because even at the low level that pickleball is at right now, like these players are kind of like, it's a little nervous. Like I'm nervous. It's like a big deal to them. So it's about sort of just mentoring what to expect as you grow into the sport and like how to handle playing on center court when it's like a little more pressure you feel like and being interviewed and how to do that well and all these different things that I think that is why Ken is like so great is he's not just thinking about it's not just about money it's not just about the pros it's about mentoring kids coming into it it's about growing the sport it's about showing how much he cares about every amateur player as well as the pros like it's just so much more and that's why like I'm super excited to be just a part of all these awesome things coming into the sport and it's gonna grow and it will get there and again it it's just it's gonna take time we're not there yet that's why we're in a pickle we have growing pains (laughs) Mm -hmm. well the thing too is somebody's got to start it so that's why it's like the Ken started the like the APP was the very first, first professional tour. tour that had ever existed. And then another one popped up and now there's other events. So it's like somebody has to be the first one to be like, I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to take a chance. And I think this is possible in the sport. And that, of course, the anyone that's first out of the gate is going to get a lot of criticism, a lot of watching to see like, oh, well, I would have done it this way and I would have changed this or I would have done this. And it's like, okay, but you didn't. You're just right. sitting at home on your couch. Like you didn't actually start a professional tour Armchair for pickleball. So it's like, yep. I understand that that's just like kind of part of how it goes. But it's like, that's why, again, like us, like I appreciate you saying we're professionals, but you are. like we're, we're the first ones doing this. Right. So it's like, we're I get, like setting a standard now that will of course change and get better and grow, but it's like, this is what it is right now. And I guess like if we're professional now, like that's amazing, but it will get to a point perhaps where it is more actual like professional level or I, whatever the case may be. But again, like somebody's got to start it. Right. And until somebody does, nothing else will happen. So it's and like competition is good. You exactly. Know? Like I it's, think. and it shows it's Zane's surf. He, after he did it, everyone started doing a version because somebody's got to show that this was possible yep. or it is possible. And then, yes, in the beginning, there's going to be people are like, oh, why are there two tours? Like, just combine them. Like, again, it's the first year. It's right. the first year. 
<laughs> like it's like what business is like, oh, I'm going to start a business and then someone else does it and they're like, Copycat let's just be business. best friends. Yeah, like, right. let's just do it together. This, like, just like let people do their thing yes. and like see where it goes and see how it flushes out or whatever. Like ridiculous that it's just like, oh, we haven't even done a year. And they're like, why don't you just guys just combine and just do one? Like, because we do things differently and we have different mentalities of how we want to do it and different personalities and right. whatever. Like, just like every other business, like Nike get together with Adidas and yeah, they're whoever and like, just yeah, make one shoe, right. just make one shoe and one clothing. Like that's dumb. So it's like, let, let it flush itself out. Like again, competition is good. Like it helps other people be better and try new things or like, Oh, this happened or they did this and whatever. And then other people get into the mix and start to do other leagues or how, bigger yes, things. It's how like, short our memories are. There's the USFL. There was the ABA, you know, competing with the NBA. Like there's, this has historically been, mm -hmm. you know, the way things, they, they're going to compete. And, and of course, like looking back on this in 10 years or whatever, right. it'd be like, oh, that was the beginning oh, of like was, what this yep. was. But yep. it's Baby not steps. without its growing yep. pains. It's like, pickable geez. even a one-year-old yet. Yeah, Can't even talk. That's a good point. I mean, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, we know it's 50 years old as a sport, but as a professional organization, mm -hmm. it's a one-year-old. It's, one it's, it's a baby. It's an infant. Yes, it's an infant. Like we were talking about earlier, it's an infant. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed part one of Cat and Jamie's conversation with Lauren McLaughlin. To hear part two, please tune back into In a Pickle on December 18th. Thanks for listening. <laughs>